Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here today. So really quickly, before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that we still have seats available starting September 28th for our 12-week group coaching program for women called Women Leading Powerfully, the Leadership Lab. So if you haven't checked it out, go to www.womenleadingpowerfully.com. And after visiting the website, if you're like, heck yes, this is for me, you can apply directly on the website. And at that time, you'll be booked for a kickoff call with myself and my co-coach, Lori Tab, to welcome you to the program and give you all the details. Likewise, if you still have questions after visiting the website, there's an option to schedule a call and myself and Lori will jump on the phone with you and answer any questions you may have. And just to give you top line details about what this program is about, it's about getting you the clarity, the confidence, and propelling you into action to uplevel your business and your career. It's for women that are in corporate, it's for small business owners, and it's also for women who are working in nonprofits. We have a variety of different women that come through our doors and we welcome everyone. It's a very inclusive space for you to get the support and most importantly, the community of women from a various different industries and professions helping you to get to the next level. If you're really curious to hear about two people that have been through the program as founding members, go back and listen to episode 29 and episode 30. You'll hear Lisa Raggio and Jen Johnson talk about their experience going through the Leadership Lab. I will tell you, their personal testimonies about their experience in the Leadership Lab is so inspirational. So go back and listen to those episodes. All right, let's transition into my guest for today. Do you ever meet people and you just have an instant connection and you're like, wow, I feel like we were meant to be friends. I feel like we were meant to know each other and you meet them for five minutes and it seems like you've known them forever. Well, that is how I felt when I met my guest today, Amy Boyle. Oh my gosh, Amy is just such a wonderful person and she is doing so much good for women around empowerment through being a photographer and telling each woman's story. And I'm going to let Amy give you the details of what she does and how she does it with her 52 Phenomenal Women Project, which is now up to 104 women. And I can't wait for Amy to tell you the story of how she got started and why she's doing this. But I want to start by giving you a little bit of background about Amy. Amy is an internationally published photographer. She's been doing it for more than 20 years. And her body of work includes portrait, theater. Um, she went on tour with major theater productions in New York, PR, special events, as well as fine art photography. And many of you don't know this little tidbit about me, but I have always been a fan of photography. So I kind of grew up with a camera in my hand. And and I'm happy to say that my older daughter shares the same love of photography. So what I'll tell you is I'm not a great photographer, but I can really appreciate great photography. And Amy is a phenomenal photographer, which is so apropos that she started and is the founder of the 52 Phenomenal Women Project. 
And if Amy wasn't already cool enough by doing this project and being an amazing photographer, I will also add she happens to be a brand ambassador with O. Yes, that's right. The Oprah Magazine. She's been doing that since 2017, and she is an OMAG insider, and she's a phenomenal writer. So all of that is wrapped up into Amy being one of the sweetest, kindest, most generous people I have met in a really long time. She gives everyday women the opportunity to both showcase and tell They're phenomenal stories because we all have phenomenal stories inside of us. And Amy's gift is she brings that out in every woman that she interviews for this project. And if that wasn't enough, this project benefits Dress for Success. So I can't wait for you to meet Amy. We're going to dive in. But before we do that, I really encourage you to listen to this episode. And I want you to think about your own story. What is phenomenal about you? What is the gift that you bring to this world? And if you're having a hard time accessing that, listen to the exercise that Amy gives at the very end of our interview. It's really powerful, and I want you to practice it. So with that, let's dive in because I can't wait for you to meet Amy Boyle. Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Amy, I'm so glad you're here today. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, and I'm really looking forward to this interview. Oh, me too. Thanks so much. Absolutely. So I would love for you just to give my listeners a background about your career history, your background, and who you are. Uh, Well, I'm Amy. I live in Chicago, Illinois, but I've been all over the country, um, mostly the West Coast, actually. So California is where I was born. And I gravitated back there a little bit in my 20s, all along the way, doing everything from being a buyer right out of college um, for a jewelry company, but always dabbling something artistic, something in the arts. I had a camera in my hand ever since I won one in junior high. And then eventually, through some prompting of a of a former boss of mine, they said, why aren't you actually selling photography as like your art? And from there, little, little introductions to different kind of opportunities, whether it was portraiture or theater, and it has just taken off and it's become, it's like the thing that I've always had. It was like too close to see, right? So. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting you say that because um, so many of the women I coach, it's the same thing. Sometimes our strengths, you know, I, I call it the fish being in the water. We can't see the water, right? <laughs> and, and it's so true. Here you have this amazing, I, I've obviously seen your photography. I follow you on Instagram. Um, you and I have had, uh, you know, conversations and your work is absolutely beautiful. So, and, and I also know you're being very humble as well. So can you talk a little bit about 
your travel schedule and what you were doing pre-COVID because I think it's really fascinating um, how you were following Broadway shows and really traveling all over. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had the great fortune. I'm a mother of four sons, but they're all much older now. So two in their, actually three in their 20s. Oh my gosh, three in their 20s and one almost 18. So now that I have more flexibility in my own schedule, I was able to take on jobs like doing a Broadway tour right out of um, Rent's 25th anniversary tour last year. They did the production photography in Houston. So I got to be there. Um, I've been to New York for multiple photo shoots, but also just my own ability of like putting out like self projects and letting people know I'm going to be in this area. Let's get together and let's, you know, let's collaborate. Let's make some magic happen with some photography. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, sad to see it go away, but it's temporary, right? So it it is absolutely temporary. And like I said, I mean, you do such beautiful work. Um, and I would love for you to share with my audience, because I think you've done a really beautiful job of this, of how you transitioned during COVID, um, because you were an on-site photographer, you know, how has COVID affected you and how have you pivoted your business, um, based on what we're going through right now in, in our society? Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, thankfully I had a, a project that I had started two years ago. So the 52 Phenomenal Women Project. And I, like I kind of just mentioned, I had been able to like go different places, be in California, be in New York, be in the Bahamas and do this. But then all of a sudden it had been a weekly feature and I had to go, gosh, how do you produce content weekly? Now, granted, the whole premise of the project is to elevate and amplify um, women's stories weekly. So there's no shortage of that anywhere you go. So sometimes, again, it's kind of nice to look in your own backyard and go, oh, I really don't have to go very far to do what, <laughs> what I intended to do, you know, like who is this serving? Was the travel serving me or is it the global audience kind of thing? And it became nice that the project didn't have to halt. People continued to say yes. And we could do social distance photos. I mean, there's the beauty of a long lens and a camera that gives you space and perspective in general, which is very handy um, for pe- making sure everyone's safety and health was paramount and just again coming down to like making sure that uh, there wasn't a stop because I think there really became more of a need if ever as we all felt more self-isolated and just this is a whole new I don't even want to call it normal it's a whole new experience yeah and um, I agree yeah so being able to shift (laughs) yeah so so let's dive in let's dive into this amazing project that you're working on. And I'll give a little background. I'm going to let you introduce the project. But I found out about it through my college roommate, which is so funny. Um, My college roommate, Sarah Harris, who I just adore, she posted something on her Instagram. And immediately I reached out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm so glad you were featured. I read the article and I said, I need to meet Amy because exactly what you were saying is you were amplifying women's voices and I just knew we had to connect and I'm so glad you're here today to talk about the project. So I would love for you to introduce the project and also um, how you got interested in doing this. Sure. Well, the project itself, I've been a professional photographer for over 15 years but and I was working for someone else doing like answering the phone, answering an email, go, okay, what's the project today? So everything was always on a creativity on a moment's notice kind of situation. But 
when you're in that arena all the time and then let's say there might be a week where there's nothing going on you're like hmm I wonder, I need to do, I need to do more because that's just the way I'm wired. <laughs> and, you know, as my boy, and as many women are, it's like, wait, plate full, plate empty, way full, you know, just <laughs> bring it. Right. So um, about two years ago, I was just kind of brainstorming and had this idea to take my photography and my network and the different groups, women's groups I belong to and feature a woman a week and kind of initially started with the premise of uh, Maya Angelou's poem, Phenomenal Woman, because I think a lot of it, if you read the whole poem, you realize she's acknowledging every little thing about her that's phenomenal and how how uh, rare that is for the rest of us to do that, even for a minute. Mm-hmm. If you could do it for 30 seconds, you know, like there's an exercise, right? So, um, So I started with that and then I went well what if okay so we're doing a photo series and potentially an interview and then but i wanted to go another step further so i looked up different women organizations and based on chicago and beyond and i found dress for success and met with the director wendy who was here and not only was it the perfect pairing because of what they do as a, an initiative to empower women um, either get their first job, get back on their feet after a long pause and all these things so that we have the right career momentum and it's more than a suit. So I paired every person who participated in the project with please donate what you can to the um, Dress for Success. And to date, we've raised over $7,000 for the Chicago chapter just That's by amazing. having people again going, yes, of course, how can... You know, it's freeing to share your story, but then to go on and help somebody else, it's so much easier to do that. Like, you're like, okay, now it's not so bad. Like that little light that's on me, it's better because it's going forward and doing something else. Yeah. So I I love the whole premise of the project. So it's called 52 Phenomenal Women. Mm-hmm. And you feature a woman a week. And how, how do the women, um, how do you choose the women or how are they chosen? Sure. So initially I had to, you know, when I got started, I had to figure out, well, how was I going to even promote it? So I started with my network on social media and said, I have this idea. What do you think? And then people started just going, yes, I'm interested or, oh, not me, but somebody else, you know, my mother, sister, coworker. So that kind of thing. So the the thread of nominating became very, um, the way of the way that it went initially and but we were lucky enough to start with an actual graduate of the dress for success program which really for me like solidified like where what these sharing of these stories was going to do because look at what when someone believes in you where you can go so that was like like the wow and then there have been I was very grateful to finally see people start self-nominating because that was also kind of a little exercise in all this is raising your hand. I'm worthy. I have something to share. I have knowledge. I have uh, all this experience in our life that has taken us from A to B. Um, So that was very cool when people would start to self-nominate as well. So, you know, people come from all over and no one had to be chosen and no one had to be turned away. Somehow in all these next week will be 104 consistent weeks. There was always somebody there, even if it was down to the day of a post that had to go live. I had someone who said, I can do that. We can make that happen. 
And so there's been a lot of really fabulous things that have taught me a lot about trust, believing in a project, believing in a mission, but also forgiveness. And like, if it didn't, if it didn't happen that day, the world wouldn't end. But without that pressure, somehow it always managed to come together. Yeah, I love I love that, Amy. And I love what you're sharing too around not only women honoring other women and nominating them to be part of this project, because I think so often as women, we really we take for granted everything that we do and who we and and more than that, who we are as women and how we impact. And so I'm sure the women that were nominated by other women were so blown away. So could you share some of their reactions for being nominated by other women? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, there's still a, a good friend from the early weeks of the project. Her name is Danny. And if you look back, she's a big advocate for the Alzheimer's um, Foundation and one of their top fundraisers. And but when someone nominated her, she was like, but I'm not, I'm not phenomenal. Like, why would, why would, why would you shine that light? And I'm like, look at what you do. You were advocating on Capitol Hill. You're working with our local congressman. You were your primary caregiver for your mother. Um, you were this, you know, wildly accomplished businesswoman when you were working full time in addition to all these other things. And you're, and then she's still like, so cute. Just like, but I'm, and I, weekly almost, I'm like, you're phenomenal. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm gonna, there's the, you are beautiful stickers. We have phenomenal women stickers who put that out there. Cause it's so, it, it's so sweet when, when people are completely flattered and blown away. Cause like, to your point, exactly. Like it's so quickly to go, well, I do this, but I do this, this, and this. And so, you know, the, which one takes priority and it really doesn't matter because all those things make you who you are. Right. So it's not, um, it's no one thing. It's the combination of all those things, which also makes each story every week unique because even if there's a common thread, no one else has your story. Exactly. Exactly. And I also love the self-nomination process. I, it's something I work with women in my coaching practice all the time around honoring yourself, honoring your strengths, standing up, standing mm -hmm. in your power, owning your spotlight, like stepping yeah. into that spotlight and owning yeah. it. And so I love that you're also starting to see women raise their hand and say, yes, I am a phenomenal woman. I have something to share. I have a voice that I want to bring, or I have a message I want to share with the world and using your platform as a way to do that. So I am so excited to hear that women are doing that. Um, that that thrills me to no end because I, I think it's a struggle for women, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I about 20 weeks into the first year of the project, I had enough people come to me and say, well, why haven't you written your own story? And I felt weird like weaving that into the, the process, but my entire piece was about being worthy. I'm like, here I am leading the charge, right? But also too, in full transparency, like that's how important it is as a self-exercise. I mean, each person who participates writes, I do it all. I started with an interview and I quickly nixed the interview process because I wanted, again, the power behind in her words or in her own words. And then I supplied the photography that really brought the beautiful words to life. So going back to the worthiness, like, hi, you know, I think 
if I can say it and do it, and that was scary for me, like hopefully that gave other people a little more um, like reason to or, and less reasons not to kind of thing. So yeah, no, absolutely. And I and and Amy, I love I love that you share that because you know here you are behind the lens doing this project, and I love that you included yourself as part of the project as well, because what motivation and what inspiration to other women to do the same. And I also love the thoughtfulness that you put behind this project of, because it would have been really easy and and probably very normal. I mean, you are an O insider, right? Mm -hmm. So interviewing people and telling people stories and having other people tell other people's stories is something that I'm sure you're very good at and you are very good at. But I love the fact that you that you purposely, after the woman was nominated, had her tell her own story. Yeah. Because I think there's something so powerful about that. As soon as, you know, there was so much struggle before. Like, what, like you might find yourself. Like, there's the folks that want to know in advance what their questions are going to be so that they're prepared and they don't have to live outside the box. But so the interview process for this, then it was too sterile, you know, it was, or not deep enough. Um, and even though both when people write for the project now, there's 230 words and then the long format is 600 words, which honestly isn't very long at all. It's like a, what comes down to uh, Google tells you it's a two minute read, right? So hitting everyone's um, attention span, but at the same time, getting to the meat of something and it's, I think it's cathartic. It's an exercise. I didn't realize I was giving people homework. I've had people say, wow, I never even thought about this till I sat down to do it. But how good it felt, how freeing um, some of these things that, again, because maybe we just ignored the fact that it was phenomenal or a life-changing event had such big impact, not only personally, but maybe for their family and beyond because the women were the big pebble that sends out all the ripples every place else. So Changing it to that really completely changed the project and just made it so rewarding each week to read because even though I might know where the woman came from in relationship to me, there would be stories I would never have a clue until they came to me over my form and I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like wiping away tears. You know, people are so vulnerable. Just all the magic and beauty that we have to share and how we can help each other by doing so. Yeah, it's such a powerful exercise. And I would recommend my listeners, obviously, go seek out your project, 52phenomenalwomen.com. And also, um, think about your own story and what your own story is and how you would write your own story and potentially even self-nominate yourself for Amy's Amy's project. Because I think we all – I think every woman is phenomenal she always has something to give. I love what you said is we're the big pebble that makes all the ripples. Because I think as women, we just really minimize that. I think we, yeah. we minimize that every day. So I love that you shared that. And I would love it. I, and I know it's funny because we did some pre-work to this and you said, <laughs> I, I always ask the question, you know, what is something that you don't want me to ask? And one of the questions <laughs> you, you said is like, don't ask me my favorite story because literally they're all phenomenal and I can't choose. And I would honestly never put you in that position because like I said, I think every woman is unique. 
I think so many times as women, we get caught in the comparison syndrome. Mm -hmm. Well, my story is not as good as hers. My work isn't as good as hers. I'm not as much of an expert or I haven't saved the world or, you know, I haven't done all of these phenomenal things. But I would really challenge people listening. You are phenomenal. Find and own the way that you are phenomenal. And so without sharing your favorite, I would love for you just to share. And maybe we start with Sarah's story because, yeah, yeah, because Sarah, obviously we have a connection there and Mm -hmm. um, I actually love Sarah's story. And then I would love, um, you know, there were a couple other women that I was going through the blog Mm -hmm. and I looked at their stories too. So I would love for you just to kind of give an overview of Sarah's story and her history and what she wrote. Sure. Well, um, you had the great fortune of being her roommate, and I got to be her roommate on a cruise a couple of years ago. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, nothing like putting five adult women in a in a tiny cabin, and but it didn't matter because we were having the time of our lives. So, but we've been friends through the Omega Insiders, so we're both brand ambassadors for Oh the Oprah Magazine. And we quickly realized that we had a lot of things in common. So, you know, offline friends and online friends. And Sarah was very quick to be a supporter of the project and always saying, well, when you're in California, we're going to do this. But I'm, I'm not sure which story I'm going to tell and all this because I know she's a writer. And so I happened to be in California in January. And Sarah said, well, we were going from L.A. to San Diego. And she's like, if you're going that way anyway, I'm up for an adventure because her blog is even about wandering and, you know, yep. uh, so she's like, well, if I pop in your car and we can do a pre-interview and ha- just hang out and then we can do photos when we get to San Diego. We started at the LA train station and ended up at the San Diego train station with a little side trip with lunch. And it was so much fun because one of her photos is of her with a map. Um, at a gas station when we're filling up the rental car with gas. And it's just this colorful image, palm tree, the Chevron sign, Sarah and a map, but also talking about her journey of looking, she went back to Korea to look into her roots and from being an adoptee. And just like, it was, it wasn't even a map of there because it's immaterial. It really doesn't matter. It's almost like everyone's map is different. And Mm -hmm. um, it was so cool. But to the, to the end that when you have, a Sarah person in your life, you're like, everything's fun. Everything's finding joy in the everyday. Everything's an adventure. And it made it just so cool to be able to share her story. And even like, like the train station really was just right. Which track, which in platform nine and three quarters, should we go this way? Should we go that way? Which, you know what? We all have that choice every day to make, to figure out where we're going. And I think her story in general lets you know, you can go seek it, but you can also just be it. Yeah. And I also loved her story too, because as you mentioned, she was an adoptee from Korea and she was adopted at eight months, mm-hmm. at eight months old um, by her parents who are lovely. I miss them terribly and mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen them since college. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her, there was this time, you know, in her late 40s where she got that restlessness of wanting to seek her roots and wanting mm-hmm. to find out more about her heritage. And, so she took this um, trip to Korea to learn about where she was from, and and she was in an orphanage. And then it was so interesting because as she tells her story, which I actually never knew until I read it on the blog on mm-hmm. 52 Phenomenal Women, 
I didn't realize that when she came home, it actually prompted more questions than she got answers to, which I thought was really interesting. But Mm -hmm. there was also a sense of peace that she shared about the journey of just knowing that she was enough and she was whole exactly with who she is and where Mm -hmm. she's planted and the family that she has. And So I thought that was interesting is that we can always be questioning, we can always be searching, but we can still be at peace and we can still honor who we are, even if we don't have all the answers. Absolutely. No, I think that the peace and the searching combo, I I think everyone thinks that's exclusionary, one or the other. And I think the the sweet spot is in the middle of all that because you don't want to be complacent and not, you know, if you have a desire to know something or to learn something or to be a different version of yourself, you should absolutely do it, but also go at the speed of you and not on somebody else's timetable and not on someone else's agenda, like what's going to work and fill your cup so that you have the energy to put forth into all your endeavors, whatever they may be. Yeah, no, it's really powerful. So Amy, you know, in my coaching practice, as the more women that come through my practice and my group coaching program, I start to see threads of um, similarities between the women, right? Of, you know, women not wanting to stand in the spotlight, um, wanting to not have the focus on them. I mean, there's so many things. Women struggling with imposter syndrome. Um, on the positive side, women giving so much in their lives to work, to their family, being the rock. I, mean, I, I think the strength of women is phenomenal, not to overuse that word, but <laughs> it, it, it really is. Um, so I'm curious, you've now interviewed 104 women, maybe even more since we yeah. last spoke, um, but you've been doing this for two years. You've interviewed 104 women. I would love for you to share some of the similarities or some of the things that you have become aware of after interviewing that many women. Off the top of my head, the beginning is just how much heart every person, every woman who I've interviewed has. And, and, but then how it's displayed is so different and so uniquely unique to the woman herself. But the willingness to, especially in the participants of the project, to say yes um, to believe in the power of possibility, to know that nothing's permanent, um, even the highest high and the lowest low. None of those are, you know, again, you're just not stuck. We're movable. And with that movement, we can also, I think the strength in the women who have said yes to the project is that they're willing to link arms with somebody else and go forward, but also lean on them when it gets to, when the seas get too rough, right? You're like, I need you. They're willing to ask for help. And also sometimes just go dark and go quiet when you need to, because there's so many times where the only person who has the answers for whatever we're going through is ourself. And only when we're quiet, can we hear what the answer is. So being again, brave enough and patient to wait for it to happen, to see the right sign. But you know, each one, I have a collage here next to me that you can't see that has the 52 from the first year. And I'm looking and I'm like, I see, uh, someone who chose the word is like, is there a joiners anonymous? Can I be a part of too many things? Right. So to your point of like adding so many things to your plate, but then, um, gosh, there's another woman who she is a photographer herself and was looking to be a journalist and had the opportunity 
she was Michelle Obama's um, personal photographer for the second term. So she went, like, talk about a wow, life-changing moment. And now that all that had ended, where, where do you go? How do you pivot your career? And she uses um, arts and photography to help inner-city youth in uh, Tennessee to do different things. So, I mean, just, like, where do we find our inspiration? What keeps us going? Um, I don't know. I kind of spun off on, like, what they do because it's just it's so cool to see how when you share that light in – where it goes when um when you share your power you know even if you like again if it takes 30 seconds at a time to own it and look in the mirror and go yep i'm phenomenal today and this is why but if you take that 30 seconds and share it with somebody else again going back to the whole ripple thing we we're unstoppable when we're together i i i love so much of what you're saying there's so much to unpack so much so many good uh bits of wisdom here so I love what you shared about women locking arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women are so collaborative and women help each other all the time. And most often, I think when we think of ourselves as individuals, we always think of ourselves as the helper yeah. and the person that's helping, right? And I think sometimes we minimize how much we actually do support and help other women, um, and other men in our families and our mm-hmm. in, and people at work and our teams, um, et cetera. But I love what you said about, you know, nothing is permanent. Every all of our lives have these ups and downs. And I know for me, I mean, I'm probably at my highest high right now. And eight years ago when I was going through a divorce and feeling guilty about breaking up my family, um, when family is literally my number one core value, I was uh, you know, kind of like Elizabeth Gilbert laying on the floor of my bathroom, um, <laughs> yeah. ba- bawling many nights um, for months because I was like, what the hell am I doing? And, um, you know, I had friends there, one in particular, Dina Keller, and I just want to give a shout out to Dina. Mm-hmm. Um, that was there for me, like every single day, I leaned on her so hard. And, and I think that as women, sometimes we tend to think that that leaning on others is a sign of weakness. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so I would be curious to get your thoughts about that after interviewing so many women. Yeah. I, I, I think that we do society in general, and this falls on everybody. Um, humanity thinks that we're, we got to keep it close to the vest and that it is weak to just share that you need help in any form. But I, you know, what I've been seeing as the comments are through all the stories that I've shared is there has been a way where each each woman has has leaned on, but also pulled up somebody else, whether they knew it, whether it was really um, something, the mission that they were going for. But it is so important to realize that it's not weak. And in fact, it's a sign of strength to be able to say, I'll, even I'll get back to you in a day or two. Like, I can't do that today. I don't have the capacity. Like giving yourself the proper boundaries um, so that you have the energy to give to it. So you're not pouring from the empty cup. So you're not um, saying yes to things you really should kind of take a pause and go, do I really need to add that one to my plate? Maybe not. <laughs> so that you right. can, you know, so yeah. But I think the more we start to say, hey, I, I need a pause or I need an ear or I just, I need to laugh. Um, these are all really good things. The, the I am statements of who you are and how awesome you are. 
but also I need because no one else knows. No one else is living in here. And uh, I've yet to meet a mind reader that's <laughs> worth their weight in salt, right? You're like, I don't think you really know what I need. And maybe I don't know either. I just need company, you know? And even through COVID, we have company and the project has created a community. So that's one thing that is really nice that we have a private group for anyone who's been a part of the project and they can talk to each other and help each other out in all sorts of different ways. No. And so, yeah, so I'm curious. So what are some of the conversations that the women are, or how are they supporting each other in that Facebook group? Um, now that they've been highlighted as a phenomenal woman, um, I'm curious to just hear about some of those conversations that are happening in there. Yeah, well, you know, like any group, I think you have to start in with a new introduction, even though everyone read one thing, but that again, that's just one slice of the pie. That's not the whole pie, what you chose to share in that. So um, a lot of it is reaction to the new the new week's feature, um, but also too, there's, again, going back to the hand raising, like if you have really good news to share, share really good news. We had um, one of our younger members, she, during early COVID, she had worked in the theater world and had been uh, furloughed, as many were. But she's like, my talents is I want to sing and want to perform. So she did singing telegrams for people who were shut-ins. And so she put that on the, on the group and everyone's like, this is so awesome. I want you to, you know, will you please sing to my aunt, my, my mother, my grandmother. And so that you could uh, send out these messages, but she got to do something she really loved and supply something that was needed and, and share it amongst the group. So everyone was like cheering around and it was so cool. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. What a, what a great story. That is phenomenal. So Amy, I want to turn, I want to turn the spotlight towards you. I would love for you to share (laughs) a little bit about your story that you talk about in the 52 Phenomenal Women Project. And um, would love for you to highlight some of your strengths and your superpowers and your gifts um, with my audience because it's just such a pleasure having you here. And I just, mm-hmm. I literally am in love with this project. And um, so, I, yeah, I would love for you to share a little bit about your story. Well, oh gosh. Yeah, that's hard, right? It's like saying, uh, <laughs> anyway, lots of different. I, I, I tend to go down the rabbit hole. Of, oh, what kind of analogy can I draw? And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Who speaks like that? <laughs> Like, like deflect, deflect, you know, whatever. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm a mother, right? So that's how I identify for sure. Uh, A wife, Um, I have four sons, but the photography for me has always been my favorite outlet, like how to, in a shutter click, capture a moment, freeze time, the superpower I always used to claim. Um, But now I also own and have realized that it's more than just the pretty picture it's the connection between myself and uh whoever's the subject so i I tend to wear the shirt often because it has hearts all over it and i say that my lens is an extension of my heart so if anyone when you poke up the big camera and the long lens might be intimidating for the person on the other side it's very easy for me because i'm like this is my my strong place this is where i can be but I'm like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Like everything is friendly, you know, like it's only going to highlight all the wonderful, beautiful things that I see in you. And then the camera only can see it 10 times more than that because it's even, even better optics in my old eyes, you know? Um, so that's kind of where I treat each person and each subject I come to. I, 
I really, we spend more time talking than taking pictures always because <laughs> of course, like, like we, I mean, I feel like we've, we've only had a handful of conversations. I'm like, when are we going to talk again? And we're going to hang out. Oh, it's yeah. so much fun. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to make that happen because I feel exactly the same way. You and I had an instant connection um, and obviously through a wonderful person who mm-hmm. connected us. And I feel the same way. I feel like we've been friends forever. And it's just that connection that I think women have sometimes. And sometimes, I mean, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but it is sometimes awkward as older women to be like, do you want to be my friend? Yeah, totally. <laughs> right? right? It's like, it's just so, it's so interesting. And so, yeah. um, so I'm glad we've connected because um, I love finding women that inspire me. And you are such an inspiration because you and I share the same values, which is all about elevating and acknowledging women for who they are yeah, and for what they bring and their gifts to this world. And it's just so, I think when women like you can highlight that and and tell other women's stories, Mm -hmm. when women are willing to be vulnerable and to be in the spotlight and share their own stories and inspire other women to do something courageous or inspire them to even take one small step towards something that they've been wanting to do or they've had this inkling or this gut belly feeling that they've wanted to do for so long and they're passionate about. I mean, you are creating such a platform of inspiration for women. And I'm just, uh, it just excites me to no end. So I'm so glad you're here. Anyway, I know that was a tangent, but um, (laughs) I I just really appreciate. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Um, So Amy, what are your superpowers? What are your gifts? Oh, gosh, I like to pair music with whatever the activity. So I'm a I'm not a DJ by any stretch of the imagination, but I like to go like set the mood with the right music. So that's one of my favorite superpowers. It's just kind of fun. And it's certainly, I also think that it, whether it will help me down the road with my memory, but like, I like to equate, Oh, I heard this song and I was with this person and I felt like this. So all those kind of things are always tied together. I think that's an odd superpower, but it's one that really makes me happy. Um, you know, I I think seeing and pausing to find beauty and joy in simple, simple things. Like I'm very easily amused when it comes to that sort of thing. Like I have a tree out my office window right now and just watching the way the shadows play on the deck, depending on the season, um, that is really happy. Uh, you know, I'm a cloud gazer, a wave watcher, those kind of things just when things get crazy as they often do in everyone's lives. And especially if you turn on the news and your blood pressure goes up off the charts, like where can you go so you can come back to who you are and honor yourself. And those are, that's a superpower that I'm really grateful to have. Um, With that comes gratitude, obviously, because they're hand in hand, I think, because you finally took the moment to go, okay, I got this. I might not have, uh, you know, it's not the list of don'ts because that's, that's really long, but, the list of dues is also equally as long, if not what you have is even way bigger than what you're lacking. Right. So those are kind of a few things. This is a very hard question. <laughs> I tell people to do it. I I'm like, hmm. Um, I know. And I totally put you on the spot. Yeah. I did not prepare you. No, for this one, no, so. <laughs> no. You know, I, I just, I'd like to be um, not only a visual storyteller, but a good listener. So the the two come to tie together, especially in my work. And I think 
a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll get um, an assignment and I'll, you know, let's say back in the day when I was shooting weddings, okay, all this, your shot list was like super long and I'm like, but sometime too, we got to listen to the mood. They might've said, oh, we want all these preparatory photos. But when you're in there and they're getting, they're getting ready shots, they really didn't want any of that. So you do a few, but you're like reading the room is, is key, right? You know, don't just because it's on kind of going back to that other thing, everyone else's timetable isn't necessarily yours. And just because you copied a list off of Pinterest doesn't mean that's really where your life's supposed to be. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe it is, but you know, kind of if they're not finding joy in it and I'm going to exemplify it with the work that they're going to look back on, mix it, like learn where to, where with your talents that you're giving the people what they're looking for without them even having to ask for it. That's something I like to lean on. Mm. No, I love that. I, I really do love that. I would love for you just to share one last story. I think it was so powerful. We talked about it and well, first of all, I'm just going to implore everyone to go read your <laughs> blog, 52 Phenomenal Women. I'm probably going to say it four more times before <laughs> we end this interview. I would love for you to just to share the story as we kind of close out about the woman we spoke about, and um, her name is escaping me, and I apologize, um, who was diagnosed with cancer and now has become an advocate. So I'll let you tell her story and... I just thought it was so powerful. And I think it's one example of the power of women, the determination of women, the power of really releasing ourselves from boundaries that we think we might have or or our capabilities that we think we may or may not have. And because I, I love the impact that she's making. And so I would love for you to share her story. Sure. Well, her name is Erica. And Erica came to me through... Um, one of my former neighbors who was also a phenomenal feature, Megan, week two, which you have to love. So 102 weeks ago now to go back and Megan's story is you'll to know a little bit about Megan. We'll know why Erica is so awesome as well. Megan is a life of yes person. More is more. Um, all the people in her world, I, I often thought that a side project of this was show me your friends and I'll show you who you are kind of situation. Like that's a whole other mm -hmm. tangent because um, so Megan knows everybody, but they're all like these strong, empowered doers. And Erica found out um, a few years ago that she had stage four lung cancer, never been a smoker in her life, has two younger children, so a preteen and like a elementary age child. And, um, and instead of just taking that news and just living, living with it personally, she decided to um, fight for drug reform because so much is limited because you, one would assume or the things that, uh, you had to be a smoker to have this form of cancer and how to educate the right people, how to switch so that you had, you know, if there was a new drug that can make your life better to extend what you have, you know, all these things. And she's, she's a fighter from the get go, but with a smile on her face and, um, and we did her photo series on her bright yellow bicycle. She got for her 45th birthday and, you know, balloons. And then her side mission, her, initials are E-A-H. And so she and her friends came up on a girls weekend with, yeah, 
best life. Like, like, yeah, like, is it, you know, it is like embrace everything for what it is because this is what you have, but all the while raising money to make sure that there's positive change, um, that someone else doesn't have to go through what she's going through. But while she's going through it, she's going through it with a smile. She's going through it with everything she has. And her husband and all of her girlfriends, they do like a dance for life challenge, kind of similar to like the bucket challenge and all these sort of things. So her friends are online dancing and just exuding life as we have it because this is all we have is this moment. So she's the perfect example of all that. No, and I, I thank you for sharing her story, um, both here and mm-hmm. in your project, because I think she is an example of um, being grateful every day, just like you talked about gratitude, being grateful for every day that we have and taking action to make your life better. You know, we all have choices in how we show up every day, and it's our choice if we want to sit and be a victim or if we want to sit and be a survivor and an advocate and a change maker. And she is such a beautiful example of that. So, Amy, as we close out, I would love for you to share what is one lesson or one message that you would like to have my listeners walk away with today? Look in your mirror today and for a moment, tell yourself you're phenomenal and say it 10 times, say it 100 times if you have to, but just, you know, give yourself that pause and Don't give it any parameters, not when I do this, if I did that, because I did this, just I am and just own it and, um, and see where that takes you. I love it. That is a perfect place to close, (laughs) Amy. Um, it was amazing having you here today. I'm so blessed to have you gift your time, um, to the podcast and to my listeners. I sincerely appreciate you being here and, um, we will definitely be in touch for sure. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.